Welcome to yet another episode of Radio Contra. And coming at you live from the eastern portion of Greater Appalachian Stan. Over here in the Gorilla Camp, located deep in the heart of rural northern North Carolina. I am very, very happy to be with you. And man, you know, it, it feels like finally... At least in this part of the world, wintertime is kind of on its last legs here on this Groundhog Day. And um, I don't know, man. I You know, I, I think it's the pomp and circumstance of Groundhog Day is, is kind of cheap entertainment or whatever. But uh, <clears throat> the Groundhog apparently did see his shadow and went back in his hole or whatever it is he does. And so we're supposed to have six more weeks of winter. I don't know. But um, it is going to get nice and warm up here, mid-60s by this coming weekend, even though we're going to get a bunch of rain. Now, I know you folks in the northern Midwest, you're going to get socked with yet another uh <laughs> You know, the media calling the, these snowstorms bomb cyclones. Okay, um, all right. You know, th- this is this is all meant to sell advertising. And I think that it's, it's kind of hilarious that, you know, pundits buy into it on the left. And they freak out about it on the internet. And all of a sudden, you know, global warming and climate change and this, that, and the other. Right, the non-player characters, NPCs are out there running around, flipping out. Like, look, snowstorms happen every winter. Okay, they're naming it more things every year. Right, they're giving it, it was, it was uh, what was it, a few years ago, Polar Vortex? Oh, it's a Polar Vortex. Polar Vortex is going to get us. Right, you know, and then this turns into this this new term, a bomb cyclone, right? It is designed to sell you fear because when you are afraid of something that you can't do anything about, just like a really horrible Roland Emmerich movie, um, <laughs> you tune in. You tune in to the Weather Channel, right, where they're faking stuff and they are faking outrage over there over whatever you tune into the news channels and they're going to be talking about the same things bomb cyclone the bomb cyclone you know there's a reason that we used to have terms like storm of the century and hundred year flood and 10 year flood and 10 year uh snowstorm and 20 year snowstorm and and what have you right um because Old-timers knew back before the baby boom generation where we just literally threw everything out the window. All tradition went out the window with that uh, sociologically. 
And there were some reasons for that, but, but it did occur. But prior to that, we had generational knowledge, and it was very deep, and it was robust, and it was something that we knew. And people re- actually read the almanacs because the almanacs were based around that generational knowledge. And the reason that it was called a 100-year flood or 100-year storm or storm of the century was because old-timers knew from the centuries that we have kept records of weather events that you have these things and they come and they go in cycles, right? The floods come and go in cycles. The hurricanes come and go in cycles. You have some years where it's very active. You have some years where it's not. Winter storms are the exact same way. Okay, it's all the exact same stuff. And if people actually paid attention to the the actual Noah records, because it, 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 I think it's really hilarious that people don't actually think for themselves and go and research some of this stuff. You can actually see the data, and it's published by Noah. Uh, so, anyway... Um, you know, people freaking out yet again over phenomena that literally happens every year. Uh, every year for a good chunk of the year. Uh, for about a three or four month stretch of time in the lower 48 states, you're going to get the same type of weather. Okay, it's, it's really not. I'll freak out when we get a snowstorm in July. Okay, that's when I'll freak out over the weather because that is something that is out of place but generally speaking everything else you know here here in about uh, another month to a month and a half we're gonna start having tornadoes and we're gonna start having lightning storms and you know we're gonna get into that weather pattern because everything is changing right it's just a little bit of meteorological uh, can't speak tonight but a, a little bit of weather knowledge a little bit of weather knowledge is based on observation, right? That's all it is. But man, oh man, do we have a lot of things to talk about this evening. And I'm really excited to break down some of the things to the Canadian honking. Oh man, this is gold. This is absolute gold. But first, I want to give a shout out to the Radio Contra sponsors out there. Top of the list, Civil Defense Manual. If you don't have a copy of both volumes of the Civil Defense Manual, I'm telling you, you really need to go out right now. You need to get these. You need to get this squared away because... I'm going to tell you something. I had a couple of people call me today while I was trying to get some work done. You know, when you, you, you're trying to get a lot of work done. It's one of those days that you've got everything piled on top of you. And, you know, I had a really late night last night. I was out until about 3 in the morning uh, doing some some stuff. And coming back in, um, you know, had an early call, turned around, had an early call again this morning, and man, oh man, I just try to get stuff done. People will call me, but there was a couple of people who called today who don't normally call me, and, you know, one of them who is a close friend, he is a trusted confidant, and he said, you know, hey, there's, there's a number of people in the know that are saying, you might want to pick up some ammo. You might want to pick up some extra food. 
get some things squared away. And he knows that I, I'm squared away. I'm good to go. Um, doesn't, doesn't mean that I'm not picking up more, right? But there are some, some pretty serious geopolitical things that I see coming down the pipe in the very near future that, you know, you need to be prepared for. And what about all those people who are not going to be prepared? What about all those people who are trying, but, you know, they don't, they just don't quite see the whole picture. And what about what to do about all those people who are coming to take what you have, right? Dealing with the brigands and, and what have you. Civil Defense Manual, civildefensemanual.com. Jack Lawson put this two-volume set together. I wrote the communications chapter in it, and I wrote it for the common everyday layperson out there. You need this book, okay? You need this in your life. You owe it to yourself to have it. Yeah, it's $100 if you get both volumes, okay? Tell you that up front, but I think that it is $100 very, very well spent. The comprehension and volume of information that is in here that is compiled together, you need it, okay? this is Some of this stuff in here is priceless knowledge, so you need that, civildefensemanual.com. Next on the list, my very good friends over at Blacksmith Publishing, Mike Blackburn, Paul Lefevre, the Warriors Bookstore. Both of these guys have literally done everything there is to do in special operations. Instructors. In the U.S. Army Special Forces Qualification Course, Small Unit Tactics Course, and they wrote the handbook for it. They wrote the U.S. Army Special Forces Small Unit Tactics Handbook, and you need this in your life. I cannot stress to you enough that you need that field manual as well. I got links down below that's going to take you to their website, and um, you know you you need that. All right, you need that book. But Iron Sharpening Iron, which I think is a uh, foundational text for what it means to be a Christian patriot man in America. In America, Paul Lefevre wrote that, and and Paul is an incredibly deep thinker, a theologian in his own right, and uh, a minister. A, a current on on top of everything else that that he does, he is a minister as well. Incredibly important book. Incredibly important book, but they got a lot of other great books too. They've got a very well written common man, common sense guide to land navigation. I've been diving into that one. Um, you can read through this thing in a really short amount of time, so you you need that book as well. If you ever wanted a crash course in land nav, hey, that you know, there you go. Uh, Fire in the jungle, man. Man, oh man, the story of the Philippine guerrillas leading up to the Luzon raid. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And it's another book that is not a very long read, but incredibly well done. If you want the the real, unfiltered and raw history of some of America's unsung and largely unknown heroes in the Pacific you need to look at the story of the Philippine guerrillas. And I had a guy in class out west, 
Um, when, uh, when I was my last class that I ran out in Washington State, I had a guy in class who is a descendant of one of those Philippine gorillas. And, you know, one evening sitting around a campfire after class, sipping a little bit of quality whiskey and just listening to him tell his granddad's stories, I was blown away, man. And I was honored by that. And, you know, this book really gives some incredible insight in all that. Man, I'm telling you, what an amazing story. You know, if you're a history buff like I am, it's, it's a piece of, of incredible World War II history that, that I think really needs to be more commonly known out there. Finally on the list, my buddy Joe Dolio over at Tactical Wisdom. His three-volume set on preparedness and getting community defense teams, mutual assistance groups, patriots, getting them equipped for what looks like kind of spicy time in the future, right? Tacticalwisdom.com. Tactical Wisdom is the name of that three-volume set. You can find those on Amazon. There's a link down below to those. Please click on that. Support him. Done a couple of podcasts with him already. What an incredible guy. What an incredible patriot. What a great Christian. What a great man. And I'm going to have him on, going to try and get him back on next week. I've got a lot of guests that are uh, coming in, and I'm really, really excited to get some of these guys on here. Some names you know, some names you're going to want to know in the near future. And, and I'm really, really excited to get these guys out there. But, uh, man, talking about things, this podcast, Wow. Uh, picking up about 100 to 120 new subscribers a day, uh, per day. It is exploding in popularity. Pod being top 50. And uh, man, I, I am I'm really taken aback by that and honored. Because this audience is, is really, really amazing. The course schedule that I have up on brushbeater.org slash training calendar is quickly filling up. Uh, it is quickly filling up. A lot of the classes I have uh, had to close the enrollment because I've got a lot of people. Uh, I've got a lot of people. The classes that I haven't closed the enrollment, they're getting close to being full. So, especially for the first half of the year, if you are wanting training, you know, hey, you need to reach out, you know, go, go on and secure your spot in class. Okay, go on and secure your spot in class because if you don't, you don't, you know, and, and I've had people email me like, hey, you know, can you, you squeeze in more dates on, on the calendar and then, nah, um, it's, that's really not happening. Um, what you see on the calendar is pretty much what it is. Okay. That's pretty much what it is for 2022. There is a couple more dates that I'm going to be adding up there later on in the year. I've got, um, three classes that we're going to be adding for Arizona. That's going to go up. Um, again, you know, we're just, I'm waiting to, to put a couple of, of, of things together that's going to come out of the woodwork, and then that's going up. And um, that's going to be pretty much it. Uh, that is going to be pretty much it. There might be one or two more dates out west 
after that that are going to run uh, concurrent with one another, but that's going to be pretty much it. But, but that being said, there are also more dates that are going up for my very good friend, Mech Medic. He has added more dates to his calendar as well. I'm going to have those up on brushbeater.org shortly. And, uh, you know, definitely big shout out to him. He is a close friend of mine and um, really doing some incredible work on the medical front. I think that medical training, and this, this is me personally, I think that medical training should be at the forefront of what you do. I think that should be the, the starting point of your training in overall preparedness. Because, you know, we, we train for a lot of different stuff, okay? We, we train for a lot of different things. We can train for a lot of different scenarios out there and this, that, and the other. And, and a lot of it is is projecting, you know, kind of what we think might come down, down the pipe. But medical training really is where it's at. You know, the, the interview that I had with Clay Martin uh, just a couple weeks ago, you know, that was what he put right at the top of the list. Communications came right after that. You know, you, you got to be able to communicate. And obviously, we got the RTO course. So we're putting all of that training out there. But uh, Mech Medic, we're going to have his stuff up, Stuck Pig Medical. And if you need IFACs, if you need an IFAC, he's got all his stuff that comes from North American Rescue. He's got a very good working relationship with them. And, uh, you know, his IFAC that he has put together, I think, is the best one available, period, uh, bar none. You know, he, he has got all the best components coming together. There ain't no cheap, cheap Chinese crap in there that's going to fail on you, right? The last thing that you want is to have a tourniquet fail when you need it. You know, the, you, you, don't don't be running out there buying no Chinese shit when you, when you, you got to put that on, when you got to stop the bleed, right? Trust North American Rescue, okay? North American Rescue stakes their whole business on keeping people alive, all right? You know, it, it's, it's not any uh, halfway done heroin addict looking tourniquets or, or none of that crap, right? None of that stuff. You're getting professional real deal equipment that is Kotsi approved, that is Kotsi approved. If you don't know what Kotsi is, you need to go and look them up, right? That's the governing board for the military, special operations, conventional forces, everybody for how we train on TC3. And Mech Medic is on the up and up with all of that. It is his professional capability and responsibility to stay on top of all that stuff. And he builds his IFACs based on those guidelines so the best ones that you can get uh stuck pig medical go over there tell him that i sent you and check all of that out as well so anyway uh looking at some of the headlines that are out there the honking uh man i love this title i love this title for what is going on because, you know, when, when things become memes, when stuff, you know, becomes, uh, you know, internet lore and it is canonized uh, into all of that, you know that you've made it. You know that um, you, you have really got out there and it is in the minds of the many. 
And it really becomes an element of pop culture at that point, you know. But one of the things about memes that I always thought was neat was that, uh, you know, your your ability to ridicule, you know, like Saul Alinsky saying, you know, your your humor is really your best weapon, and it is, man, it is. Um, but you know, the 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 stuff that's coming out of this is just pure gold. Uh, you know, you got Justin Trudeau, uh, Fidel Castro's illegitimate son, uh, running around out there, you know, uh, <laughs> the commissar of blackface. And um, he goes into hiding. I mean, they, you know, they, this group of truckers gets together. And, I mean, it's it's growing and growing by the day. They've got public safety folks in Canada who are joining in with it and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, really doing some some incredible things. And they're all getting together. And this this guy, right, this pajama boy, soy boy, is going to be first going into hiding. Instead of doing the responsible thing as an adult. Instead of, uh, you know, saying living in a in a uh, republic or even a, a parliamentary system, but a democracy all the same, where the common denominator should be in a sane country, the recognition that we're all countrymen, right? We're all countrymen. We're all of the same nation, right? You know, whether that's uh, America or Canada or any other place in the world, it's a recognition that, that we're all of the same birth by nation and that it's that common recognition, that common bond. But we, yeah, the left doesn't believe in these kinds of things. They believe in the international man and, and the international capitalist believes this as well. Uh, that, that's why they've sought to break down those borders and, and that's why trans-border uh, trade is so important. And the economy of it is so important. But anyway, this guy, Trudeau, uh, really just just being a, 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 a wet paper tiger of a sock puppet, disappearing. Uh, instead of meeting the crowd, instead of meeting the representatives of this group of truckers and getting together with them and saying, hey, you know, like... I, I want to I want to see how our policies have failed you, right? What is it that you're angry about? And at least giving them an ear for a little while. You don't have to agree. You don't have to agree, but you you can give them an ear, right? And say, "Look, I, I you you have a grievance. Obviously, you're here, and I want to know what it is, right?" As as a just a, a kind gesture as a leader, as a national leader, as the elected leader who is supposed to represent the entirety of the nation, that's what you you should be expected to do. But instead, this guy doesn't do this. Um, you know, he, he tucks his tail and, and runs, goes into hiding. And uh, it appears that, that at least some mad lads out there have figured out where he's staying at or whatever. Um, who knows if that's true or not. But... Um, you know, he, he tucks his tail, he runs, he hides, and he comes up with the story, oh, I have COVID. Uh, oh, I have COVID, and I can't meet you because I have COVID. But he claimed that he was vaccinated and even had a booster at one point. So that kind of doesn't really fit the narrative because all of a sudden, well, um, 
you, you now your narrative about your vaccine is falling apart because obviously the vaccine didn't work because you still got COVID. The booster doesn't work either because you still got COVID. And uh, just getting over uh, COVID myself and, you know, fighting my way through that, I'll say that honestly, it really wasn't that bad. Uh, it wasn't worth the shutdown, the economic destruction that was wrought on the country. It wasn't worth any of that. Uh, it absolutely wasn't work, worth any of that. It, it you know, the, the virus was uh, very serious arthritis pain uh, in a handful of joints. But, you know, that's that that was kind of the worst part of it. And then it, it was kind of a, a cold. There was some nausea and, then, you know, I had a fever for a little bit. But that was pretty much it. Uh, that was pretty much it. You know, it, it was enough to be annoying, but I've had worse. Uh, I've had worse. So, yeah, but anyway, the the uh, this whole event is growing. It is growing in scale. There was $10 million that was donated to the group of Canadian truckers participating in the honking. And GoFundMe, uh, GoFundMe, which is really just a... Uh, terrible company uh just a terrible company and, and they're trying to figure out how to withhold the money right now um so you know gofundme scumbags extraordinaire uh obviously politically motivated obviously aligned with the power elite out there standing against populism standing against actual human grassroots activism for freedom and uh, I, I just think that this this whole thing, you know, calling it the, the honking is really uh, outstanding. Uh, it's outstanding work. Who, whoever came up with that because, of, you know, the truckers using the, the horns and everything. But whoever came up with that is, is just um, really next level trolling. Uh, next level trolling of the power elite, next level trolling of, you know, all, all of these idiots out there claiming science uh, behind all, all of these measures that, that are now being proven, now being proven. Uh, there's some academic studies that are coming out that, that are proving that these lockdowns, these restrictive measures did absolutely nothing. Uh, did absolutely nothing to, to quote unquote, stop the spread, uh, all, all of that, it didn't do anything and and my question is is when are we going to hold people accountable for this and this this honking right this this group of, of truckers that, that are shutting down the shipping lanes in canada we're going to begin seeing this happen in other corners of the world here pretty sh pretty soon I, I would venture to guess um because this is growing, grassroots activism is always going to grow and it's always going to expand. Uh, and, and believe me, there's a large number of people here in the States who are looking at that and saying, you know what, that's a pretty good idea. Um, it, it, you know, it's coming. Uh, it is certainly coming. And, and it is one more signal that people, the, the, the worldwide mood is has had enough of this power elite. We've had enough of this false hegemony that is created for us. The illusion of of normalcy to keep us sedated, 
right? This normalcy bias, this class consciousness, this artificial hegemony that is created for us by the ruling elite. And they continue to do this. Uh, but the thing is, is that it's failing. It's failing um, here in the States. You know, Biden is is falling completely flat. Um, I think it would be absurd for anyone to uh, even suggest that he is going to run for re-election at this point. Even if it were a fraudulent election, it, it's um, he is not, not going to fare well because it... Yeah, you know, the approval numbers are what they are. You can't hide that. Uh, you cannot hide the dissatisfaction. You cannot hide the the memes that when you uh, when you go to the gas station, you're filling up and you see the little sticker of Biden pointing and it says, "I did that." You can't hide that. Okay, you can't hide the fact that shelves are empty. You can't hide the fact that uh, Pete, uh, the the mayor, the the little old mayor from South Bend, Indiana, the, with with all of the Central Intelligence Agency grooming connections behind him has literally been in hiding now he's the secretary of transportation he has yet to make any real uh speeches declaring his accountability for any of this and you know he he's doing nothing more than giving empty gestures uh whenever he does pop his head up which is very very rare you know so um people's people's level of uh, acceptance for this amount of malfeasance on part of this power elite that's running things fraudulently, I might add, fraudulently, is really going to come to a head. And I think that it's coming to a head rather quickly. Um, this Canada trucker strike, this honking, and what is beginning to occur in a lot of other places are a very, very good signal of that. Uh, so we're going to see a lot more of this. I uh, absolutely think that we're going to see a lot more of this as people are uh, really waking up to the reality of, of the situation. Uh, now, kind of linked to that, another thing that has really been beat to death on a lot of other platforms, but I've had a number of, of uh, emails asking about all of this, what I thought about all of it, as if it really matters. But the, the whole Joe Rogan, uh, Spotify, uh, Neil Young leaving over there and, and all that. Um, you know, I think that it's, it's interesting. Uh, it, you know, it's linked to it. Of course, he, you know, he had uh, Dr. Robert Malone on and he's had several other guests that are really uh, seriously questioning the narrative and the status quo of the vaccines, the efficacy of lockdowns and, and you know, all the same stuff that, that I've talked about, but obviously on a much larger platform. And um, Spotify, you know, Rogan has a, a exclusivity deal with Spotify. And Spotify was created really with a uh, primarily as a music uh, hosting platform, and so you you've got a lot of these older artists. Uh, I think Kiss, Gene Simmons, um, being the the businessman behind uh, Kiss. You know, also being the the uh, legendary Kiss bassist, but really being kind of the business mind behind the scenes as well. He's he's made some motions uh, about pulling content off of Spotify along with Neil Young, um, you know, few others out there, you know, Neil Young, 
growing up as as a music fan um it, and still very much am and uh you know deeply entrenched longtime listeners of this podcast know that you know my um tastes in music are pretty pretty underground uh when it comes to supporting local music when it comes to supporting certain genres of music as well and uh but you know growing up Neil Young was one of those guys that, you know, I heard my parents talk about, but I never really listened to. And then as I got older, you know, I'd listen to him a little bit. I'd listen to Crosby, Stills, Nash Young a little bit, especially, you know, when I went to college. And, um, I mean, I think they, they were really a product of their time. Um, you know, Neil Young, talented songwriter, um, but at the end of the day, you know, these guys are, are really, uh, they're, they're the artist's artist, if you will. And, and what I mean by that is, is that, um, they're, they're musicians that other musicians readily recognize, but maybe the, you know, the, their, their time in the mainstream is definitely over. And their, their career is definitely over as, you know, in terms of packing large stadiums and, and what have you. Now that's not necessarily the case with Kiss, but, um, you know, cause Kiss kind of defined the, the arena rock era of, 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 you know, hard rock and, and even kind of getting into metal and, and, you know, but anyway, talking about Neil Young though. And uh, Crosby and Stills now um, are are joining suit. I'm sure Nash will probably you know jump in there as well if he hasn't already. And you know they they're wanting to pull their music off Spotify. And you know, I mean, again, they they had their time. And you know, outside of the classic rock lineup that you, you get on Spotify when you're listening to some of the you know the '70s music and uh, you know, the, the classic rotations, I mean, them, they're pulling their music out. All right. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of other great music from the seventies too. And, you know, the end of the day, my question is, is how many listeners are, are really going to be missing out on all this because are they actually listening on Spotify to this music? And, you know, I'm just going to say, man, I, I don't, I think that, um, that, that they are in the, in the end, they're ending up canceling themselves. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of at the twilight of their careers and, and they really need to be asking themselves how they want to be remembered. Um, you know, and, and I know that kind of might come off a, a little odd, but, but it's a fact, uh, that's a fact. And, you know, do you want to go out as that guy who was trying to stifle another man's free speech, another man's platform, the work of another artist, a comedian, a spoken word artist, an actor, a sports commentator, a guy who um, literally is a, a freedom fighter for free speech? Okay, now, now whatever you think of that, whatever you think like political spectrum, how wherever you stand on, on where you love him, you hate the guy, you curse the ground, he walks up, man, whatever, right? But point is, 
is that he's got a right to be where he is. He's worked hard, very, very hard to be where he is. And when you are shutting down another man's opportunity to share his his thoughts and not even not even that, but just have alternative viewpoints, right? Have alternative viewpoints because Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young back in the, the 60s and 70s, right? Late 60s, they were all coming out of the, the counterculture movement. And the anti-war movement and, you know, the, the, uh, that whole genre prided itself on the First Amendment and utilization of the First Amendment and the freedom of speech, the freedom of expression, the, those, those fundamental freedoms that basic human right, right? That is where they, they were making their argument and they were doing it through song. They were doing it through music and they were doing it very brilliantly through that as well. And, and I think that it's, uh, it's a shame that at this point in their life, they are turning on their own virtues. Now, you know, it's not unexpected. Okay. It's not unexpected that this it's, you know, tyranny, They'll always, you know, people are always going to resort to tyranny when, when they don't actually believe the underlying values that they espouse. They're just utilizing it to get, get some sort of control over a situation. And that's what you find with a lot of leftists out there. That, that's what they're actually trying to do. And these musicians that get out there and they think that they can use that as a platform to preach to the rest of us one opinion or another. I mean, you know, Rogan is, is not what I would consider a, you know, a far right, uh, you know, somebody that, that embodies the, the far right or even really conservative values. I mean, the guy's, guy's a libertarian. Um, you know, he's, he's supported viewpoints in the past that I, I don't think anybody would call conservative by any stretch of the imagination. But at the same time, you know, you don't have to agree with somebody a hundred percent, right? And just like the point I was making with the uh, with the honking with with Trudeau being the the leader of his nation and not the leader just of the Liberal Party, right? Not just the leader of a segment of his population, but he's supposed to be the leader, the representative of all of the people of his nation, and he can't even come out and meet these guys who are airing out a grievance. So when you do that, you're basically saying your viewpoint is so illegitimate that I'm not even going to give you the time of day, that you're not even worth the hassle. Me as an elected official, you're not even worth the hassle of me coming out and engaging with you as a constituency, but rather I'm going to sit back and I'm going to smear you every way that I can, even though that anybody that's on the inside of that and even the people who are on the outside of it and just observing they know that this is false on his face. Well, it's the same thing that's happening with these artists that are getting out there. They have utilized freedom of speech and they've espoused certain values for all these years. And now all of a sudden, at the twilight of relevance in their career, right? They, they got more years behind them than they got in front of them. Their days of going out and, and wilding out on the tour bus and going crazy and playing before crowds of, of, you know, thousands of people packed arenas. Those days are over, right? Those days are over. You might do one or two shows in a smoky little room somewhere, 
you know, a little bar room and, and, and that's fine. I love that atmosphere and I love those types of shows when you go to those, right? Because you're, you're getting, you're getting an intimate, uh, feeling between the crowd, the artist and, and everything else that you have in there. That's very magical. But, but the point is though, is that you're trading in the values that you espoused all these years, you know, to be an artist, you got to have pain, right? To be a quality artist, whatever it is, whatever your craft is, there has to be pain for an artist to be, um, for an artist to be looked at as being good, right? As, as being high quality, as putting out something. You know, one of the things that you have to do is that you have to feel the emotion. You have to feel uh, the scene of, of the painting. You have to feel the picture that's being painted through the music. If, if it's a music artist, if it's spoken word, if it's poetry, you have to really reflect on what's being said, the deeper meanings, and in some cases, what's not being said. And when you go back on all of your values... When you go back on everything that you espoused for all these years, what you're really telling the world is, is that everything that you ever wrote and everything that you ever made and everything that you ever did, everything that you ever claimed to stand for was a lie. 100% of it was a lie. Because you didn't have the fortitude to stand up and say, you know, man, I disagree with this guy. And I think maybe, you know, the, the, some of the, the viewpoints he puts out, maybe some of the guests that he has on are a little hokey here and there. But you know what? That's fine, man. You do you. I respect that. I respect your right to say what you're saying. I respect your right to do what you're doing. And I, most of all, most important, I respect you as an artist, as a fellow artist, Right? But they don't have that ability, right? They don't have that ability. And when you dig deeper into this, when you dig deeper into this, you know, um, man, these artists, they're really interesting because it was Spotify that the employees, when Rogan signed the exclusivity agreement with them uh, to only be hosted on Spotify, when he did that, uh, there was a big uproar. There was a lot of employees there, you know, people with weird colored hair and chicks with half shaved heads and whatnot. Um, you know, they, they were saying that, that they wanted him gone or they were going to quit. Well, I mean, I, I don't know what your function is for Spotify, but I can tell you that IT people are a dime a dozen, especially entry level. You're a dime a dozen. Um, they can crank out more of you every day, uh, every semester, more of them are, are graduating. And there's a lot of young folks out there that are hungry that want to accept a paycheck. And when you call their bluff, right, they call their bluff, they, eh, you know, not seeing gonna fly. And, um, you know, they, they back down, obviously they back down because, you know, people are hurting enough. The economy's hurting enough. A lot of people can't afford to walk out on their job. And I mean, is that really the hill that you're going to die on? Is it really just this hollow gesture that, that marks, uh, the whole council cancel culture, right? 
this idea that, you know, oh, yeah, you, you have to believe me. Bullshit, I don't have to believe you. I don't have to listen to you. I don't have to do nothing to appease you, right? We're on equal footing, right? I don't have to respect your opinion. I don't have to respect you at all. You're an employee of a place. You're there to provide a service, right? And you don't have to respect me either, but what you do have to respect is the ability, uh, or rather the recognition, that I have a right to be where I am, right? And and that's that really that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway right there. So I mean, with Rogan, uh, with with uh, Nash and Crosby and Stills and uh, Young, you know, and and uh, Kiss and you know all all of these artists. And it seems like a handful more every day are coming out of the woodwork, saying that you know they they want their music pulled off. I mean, really, it, at the at the end of it. Everything is a lie. Uh, all of it is a lie, and it, it's you know, your your everything that you stood for all these years was a lie. So, uh, man, it is what it is. Uh, it is what it is. But you know, just like Trudeau, who did not have and still does not have the fortitude as the elected leader of a sovereign nation. To step out and say, you know, hey, I represent your interests. I may not agree with you, but you have a right to air your grievance. You have a right as a collective, as a group of people who have come together and you are affirming your rights and and letting the world know that you have a grievance, that you're standing up, right? And instead of respectfully addressing them, he decided that he was going to turn around and smear them. He decided that he was going to, you know, sit back, take shots at him from hiding from his safe zone, from his safe space. Instead of being a man and instead of manning up and getting out there and having the courage to address these guys and stand before these dudes that are rough around the edges and spend every day, you know, doing man stuff and working their butts off. And these are the people who make up the working class in your country. And by you not going out there, you're spitting in their faces. Neil Young's doing the same thing. When he's trying to shut down free speech on a platform and saying, oh, fine, I'll take my music, I'll take my art, and I will go home because I don't support another person's right to their viewpoints. Well... You're spitting in everybody's faces. You're spitting in your fans' faces. Now, I know not everybody sees it that way. I, I know that. I recognize not everybody is going to see it the same way, and, and that's fine. But think about it. Think about it. You know, and, and while you're thinking about that, think about who it is that is behind the scenes propping them up to do that. Who was it that whispered in Neil Young's ear? You know, hey, this guy... I mean, he's made all the money that he needs to make. He's Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's written a lot of stuff, got a lot of music out there. But, you know, why now? Why now? Why him? Why now? He's done, he's made his mark on the world. Who who was it that whispered in his ear and said, hey, this is what I think you ought to do, right? I highly doubt that he listens to Joe Rogan. Highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. 
Although it would be cool if he did, um, because I think, you know, going back and, and some of the things that, that Neil Young, uh, his evolution as, as a person, uh, Neil Young, the person, not necessarily the artist, but the person over the years, you know, he's not the same person that he was 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Uh, there were, there were people online that were digging up interviews with Neil Young from, you know, decades ago, stuff that he did in Rolling Stones, uh, or Rolling Stone did an expose on him, um, where, you know, he, he was making really derogatory comments about the gay community and, you know, I'm sure he probably wouldn't say that today, but does he still think that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know, but nobody is certainly nobody is out there clamoring to to get his voice shut down on any of the other platforms that he's on, right? Because he held a viewpoint back in in uh, 1981 or or whenever it was, right? I know it was the early 80s uh, when I was looking at that that uh, particular article yesterday afternoon, but um, you know, it's I think that that it's it is the mark of them really kind of coming to a head of, of the left of liberals over the years who have held a certain viewpoint because it was politically fashionable to do so. But when, you know, you really get down to the heart of the matter, when you really start to dig into these people, they don't believe what they're telling you. Um, and, and, you know, Neil Young never did. He held certain viewpoints and catered to a certain crowd um, you know, and, and Stills, Nash, and, and Young, uh, and Crosby, they they did that. They they appealed to the counterculture of their era because it made them money. It made them money, and that was exactly who they appealed to. And they're wearing they they're really wearing their their uh, beliefs on their sleeve here, their true beliefs on their sleeve in these gestures. I think that is sad. Uh, but then again, it, it is the epitome of where we are. You know, warfare is is a heavy dose of cultural, um, but well, rather, I, I should rephrase this. Uh, you know, the culture war is a large part of a larger war. And we've been in a culture war for a long time now. And uh, I think the left sees the, the hegemony, the ruling elite, the powered elite that creates the larger hegemony. I'm going to do a, a longer episode uh, podcast just on on uh, the theory of hegemony and how this works in the bigger scheme of things and how the power elite actually creates this. But they're losing it. Uh, they're losing it. They had a monopoly on this in the late 1960s. They, you know, the early experiments with it in the 50s. Um, with the beatniks started to take off and then by the 1960s um, it really came to a zenith with the British invasion and then later on you know they, they had all these uh, these artists not not just the Beatles the Rolling Stones also um, you know it, and, and a lot of other bands that that came in in that time period that were transitional from their, uh, origin from their, their kind of clean cut, uh, turtleneck and, and, uh, blazer and slacks look that they had of, of, you know, all the way up to about 1966 or so 
to getting into that more grungy, um, dirty, disheveled look and, and sound, too, that earmarked the latter half of the 1960s, you know, culminating in Woodstock and then giving us, uh, you know, the, the, uh, uh, the hard rock and heavy metal scene of the 1970s. You know, so the whole thing is, it's pretty fascinating how that's all evolved, but they lost, you know, the, the power elite that, that was running the show then, they have largely lost the control and they've largely, uh, or are largely losing the fight to maintain that, to maintain control of the narrative. So it's a really fascinating thing in, in the larger picture. And that's what I see that's really going on with all of this about these artists, these older artists that are coming out of the woodwork saying, Hey, you know, take our music down. We don't like Joe Rogan. We don't, you know, we don't like this alternative viewpoint because he's asking questions about vaccines. And that is all of a sudden labeled as misinformation about COVID-19. No, um, there's, there's been a lot of misinformation about COVID-19 from the beginning, right? There's a lot of misinformation about these vaccines from the beginning. If At first they said, you know, two weeks to stop the spread, right? Flatten the curve. Two weeks turned into two years. At first they said, well, you know, you'll only need this vaccine if you're, you're, you're elderly, right? And now they want to give this to kids. They have absolutely no studies to back any of this up. No long-term studies. No actual approval. It's just emergency use authorization, right? Some of these vaccines, Johnson & Johnson, they're having to, to, to pull down. AstraZeneca. Because they know that they're dangerous. They know that this stuff is dangerous. I got personal anecdotes to exactly how dangerous this is, right? But those are personal anecdotes. This isn't uh, creating a baseline with numbers or anything like that. I can just tell you what I experienced with family members who got it, right? So, you know, and, and I'm personally dubious. If, if you look at who has made the money here, because at the end of the day, these artists, they're all serving some corporate interest. And, you know, Big Pharma has made billions off of selling mRNA therapy that they have guys as a vaccine. They've done it over and over and over again. Right? And they're going to keep on doing it. They're going to keep on doing it. These artists are serving those corporate interests. And they always have been. Okay? They always have been. And that's what I'm pointing out. They've been lying to you from the beginning. It's all a facade. That sock puppet Trudeau is exactly the same sock puppet that we have in D.C. It's the exact same thing. He's not going to come out there and risk his career and actually be a leader and engage with the population and ask, what is your motivation for doing what you are doing? And how can we resolve this grievance? Instead of doing that, what does he do? He goes to his little hidey hole and he casts stones from behind his wall his wall, I got news for him, it ain't nothing more than a glass house. And these artists, you're the same. How do you want to be remembered? Because this, this, this little pedantic, hollow gesture that everybody sees through, 
everybody with two brain cells sees through are going to see it for exactly what it is. You know, you could have just been quiet, kept your nose out of it, and nobody would have bothered you, right? There is such a thing as bad press. There absolutely is such a thing as bad press, and this is it. And y'all are earning it, right? You artists that have been lying to us for all these decades. I don't care how good your albums are, right? But anyway, the larger point is, is that there is a paradigm shift. There is a societal shift. There is one that is coming together and it is moving. It's moving like a glacier. It's slow. It's frustrating. And a lot of people out there, a lot of y'all are seeing the world and saying, you know, hey, it looks like things are spiraling out of control. And yeah, they might be. All right. They might be. But here at home, understand that when you see reactions like this, when you see reactions like the Spotify, when you see reactions like Trudeau going into hiding, when you see things like Biden uh, disappearing for days on end, nobody's heard from this guy, and he gets his little Chucky doll to get out there in front of the press and lie to, lie to the world, right? Lie to everybody. Hey, you're winning. You're winning. Because you got to remember, all you have to do is not lose. Stay the course. Keep the faith. Keep training. Keep fighting. Keep preparing. Because the world's getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand. Things are getting dangerous. Things are definitely getting dangerous. But also, take the time to smile and enjoy the people around you. Get outside. Do something great. Get out in your community. Do something really awesome this weekend. Head on out to a farmer's market in your backyard, right? There are some out there. Yeah, I know it's the wintertime. It's cold, right? But there are indoor farmer's markets as well where you can get all kinds of really cool stuff. Go check it out. Definitely go check it out. Anyhow, with that said, training calendar. I've got a heck of a lot of stuff on the calendar, a lot of dates. And like I said, going to be adding the other dates up there for uh, Mech Medics classes. You know, everything that doesn't say course full out there. We, and I, got, I literally have a class. There's something for everybody. Uh, there is something for everybody up there. You know, communications, we got that tracking course got a tracking course coming up if you ever wanted to learn how to go out in the woods and and track people animals whatever it is if you want to learn the basics of how to do that we got that course coming up in march as well really really looking forward to everything that uh, i have on the calendar in interacting with all of you in person because i absolutely love it i absolutely love it and i truly get to do what i love Got a new episode up on Lessons from the Farm. If you click the patron page, there is a link down below in the show notes. So it'll take you over to the patrons page. Got a new episode a little less than an hour over there about antenna theory and how that relates to signals intelligence. I had a heck of a lot of fun recording that. And I think when you uh, listen to it, 
you definitely are going to enjoy that episode as well. I went back and listened to it after the fact yesterday afternoon and oh man, you, you could tell that I was having a heck of a lot of fun getting back on the microphone, uh, getting, you know, putting COVID back in the, in, in the rear view mirror, getting back out there, getting back to training, uh, you know, dusting off some of the old stuff and, and really getting back to the grindstone. Um, you know, and, and it's good to be back and doing some of these solo shows because doing the interviews, I, I really, really love doing those interviews and I got a lot more on tap. It was a little easier for me on my voice and a little bit easier on your ears to do that. And I was just blessed enough to have a lot of people who just so happened to want to be on the episodes. But I got a lot more people who are coming on the show as well. Uh, so anyway, you know, be part of this growing listenership by the thousands. Uh, I'm extremely proud of that. I'm extremely proud of all of you out there who have come into this community, who are seeking truth, who are seeking preparedness, who are seeking a, a light out there. And I hope that I am able to provide y'all with just a little bit of that and some great entertainment while you're at it too because the world isn't all doom and gloom and you gotta you gotta learn to enjoy some things as well because you only got one shot at all this you only got one shot you might as well enjoy it but uh anyhow with that said god bless all of you out there and i will be talking to you again very very soon this is nc scout out (laughs) 